You are now listening to The MILFs Podcast. That's Mothers Intentionally Living for Success. This show is dedicated to bringing you honesty and hopefully some laughs as we discuss parenting, careers, and your everyday life experiences. I'm your host, Beth. back there but he was singing welcome back y'all welcome back it's your favorite milf bev if you're new to the milf podcast hopefully you're soon to be favorite as well y'all if you can tell from the song we are going to talk about insecure insecure is back y'all shout out to Issa Rae for real shout out to god <laughs> and Issa Rae for bringing this show back at the perfect time like this is the perfect time um to have insecure so thank you god thank you baby jesus thank you Issa Rae you know for giving us this steak at a time like this this is amazing uh so we are going to talk about insecure but really how dang y'all that episode whew, i felt that spiritually i felt that just with everything that was going on with each person specifically Issa and Molly and then Molly and um Andrew and I was just like oh no we got to talk about this but before we get on that track let's talk about this stimulus package y'all I'm, I'm sure everyone you know got stimulated today that's great I'm happy for you guys I really am I unfortunately did not get my check Cause once again, Trump is just like this is my issue. So I didn't get my stimulus stimulus check um, because I switched banks this year. So I switched from uh, Wells Fargo to Discover um, this year. As far as like who's gonna hold my money, um, but as far as like your brick and mortar use, using Chase, um, or I plan to use Chase. I haven't established that yet. But right now I'm with Discover. It's been great. Like, I'm loving it. Um, But of all times to have an issue, it just happened to be now. So my money actually went to my old Wells Fargo account. Um, I'm going to have to wait 15 days. So for everyone who's in a predicament like I am, or if you just didn't get your, you know, your, if you didn't get stimulated today for one reason or another, they're telling us that we're going to have to wait, you know, 15 days and you will receive a letter um, and the late and the latest address um, on file whenever you filed your taxes. 
So however you filed your taxes, whether it was online or not, um, whatever address um, you had as of late, um, that's the address that you're going to receive that letter. And it'll give you instructions on what to do and how you're going to get your money. Because, y'all, we're going to get our money, okay? We're going to get it. It might not be until May, which sucks. But this is the issue that I have with just this entire situation. Y'all, in Canada, it took what? all of two days for people to get their stuff it did not take months it's taking the u.s several months to to get all of this and it's like what the hell like honestly it shouldn't have even been such a a big issue or such a huge hurdle um i shouldn't even be in this predicament that i am right now um and it's not a big deal for me but i can only imagine families who have been waiting for this money and we've been told by the government like you know it was it was distributed as of Monday everyone will see it on Wednesday so those families who are literally going through you know hell and high water they're gonna have to wait again because the government couldn't simply do what common sense people would have easily done like that portal should have been open weeks ago months ago as soon as they knew about this you know coronavirus and the possibility of each state having to go into quarantine and all of that, it should have been, the portal should have been open. Everyone should have had that opportunity to, you know, update their IRS information, their banking account information, all of that. But no, the U.S., of course, decided to, you know, just be, just be dumb. Like, <laughs> just be so dumb. And it's actually hilarious because um, my one of my line sisters actually said this to me yesterday. Um how she's been seeing on social media people calling the U.S. Um, a third world country that's catfishing. That is such facts, yo, because all these problems that we're having with our government and we swear, you know, we have the American dream. We're such a first world country. You know, we're the world leader and all of that. It's like that's BS because we can't even get simple money to the people who actually were the ones who who were able to who provided the means for this money to even exist like th this is our tax money that we're paying that they're basically giving us back and um i need y'all to go talk to like a financial advisor someone who's actually um knowledgeable of these things because i'm seeing a lot of people talk about we're gonna have to pay this money back um but if you do research, that's not actually the case. This is a this is a credit. You're not actually you're not going to get to pay this back. And I remember I actually thought that. But then I actually did my own research instead of, you know, just listening and reading what's on Twitter. Y'all, Twitter is not accurate news. Like I need y'all to actually do dig deep and do your research because Twitter is not always right. Actually, well, let, let me not say Twitter is good at breaking the news, but not the actual like facts. They They get Twitter gets things bundled up, but or confused i should say however if you do your research this is not something we're gonna have to pay back it's a credit y'all you're good um but yeah i need trump i need you to pay me my money i'm sure he's not gonna listen to this because you know i'm i'm black or whatever <laughs> so he's probably not gonna listen to this this podcast and that's cool but i need my money like asap um asap for real um so yeah those of you who are wanting to check your status, you can actually check your status on irs.gov backslash coronavirus backslash. Yeah, so it's irs.gov backslash coronavirus backslash economic dash impact dash payments. 
Um, so yeah, just get on there. All you have to do is type in your birthday, your social security, and your, what was it, birthday, social security, oh, and your address. So the address that you used um, on your most recent um, tax filing, and it will pull up everything. It'll show you exactly where the money went. I saw exactly what account <laughs> uh, my money went to, and it was the wrong account, so yeah. But anyways, back to the topic today. Today, we're going to talk about whew, Issa Rae and, you know, just blessing us with all kinds of, you know, scenarios that we can all relate to. Um, we were introduced to Issa's new, I would say he's her new, you know, bae or anything. He's 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 her fuck. He's her fuck buddy. Basically, we are introduced to Issa Rae's new fuck buddy um, and shout out to him because he is an example of the guy that is in our life or has been in our life I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this we've always had at least one guy that we can relate to not necessarily as a fuck buddy but he's always been there rooting for us literally in everything and we know that that guy is attracted to us would want to be in a relationship but there's always one reason or multiple reasons why we would never be with that person and we friend zone that man and I know me I stay friend zoning um men and I don't know if it's it's I really believe it's a subconscious thing I don't necessarily do it purposefully um but a majority of men in my life are friend zone because that's just how it works um that's just how I am but I thought that was really interesting just to see um how TSA Bay was literally I think the only man that has really supported her like out of all the men that she's dated or you know slept with or whatever he's really been the only one that's mad supportive like during the the sex scene which by the way I'm like I don't know I felt like a lot of the sex (laughs) in this first episode was a little bit too much um not necessarily with TSA Bay like that was fine but I think the excess scenes with um Lawrence and Condola was just unnecessary like we I, I think the part where it was like Issa was daydreaming of them having sex in all those multiple different places I'm like okay we didn't need that but anyways back to TSA babe so he supported her during their sex scene he was you know he was all about pleasing her making sure that she's comfortable I don't know how many times she complained but that's really how it should be like especially when it's like you're in a relationship like if you don't speak up about things that you want you know during sex the positions that you want if you sis if you are uncomfortable with your leg in this certain position you need to speak up because if he's consistently doing it and then you're, you're you're growing bitter because he's somehow he's not doing it right he's not hitting right but you haven't spoke up like that's on you sis um so I really liked how they showed Issa you know speaking up about things she didn't like like every time she was uncomfortable she was like oh let's try something else um I thought that was very necessary because we we are still of this mind where it's like, I don't know if it's like people are afraid to speak up um, during sexual intercourse or whatever or what have you. But I'm like, no, you you have to make it clear what makes you feel good. And I don't understand why you would even want to do such a thing. And it's like you don't even like it at the end of it. It's like you, you didn't like what happened. So it's like. The point of sex, I believe, <laughs> is for pleasure, right? Well, at least one of the points of it is for pleasure. So if you're not 
comfortable. If your eyes ain't rolling to the back of your head, all of that, it's like, so what's the point, sis? Like, just speak up. So I really liked how they showed him, you know, one, you know, caring about her needs. Dude brought her a gift that he basically, you know, confiscated, stole, really, um, at his job. That was really sweet. But what really, like, hit me was how supportive he was for her event. And we're going to talk about Molly because Molly was not supportive whatsoever. Like, yeah, she showed up. Y'all can say she showed up. But Molly reminds me of, I want to say, two friends that I've had in my life. And we're, we're going to talk about it. But TSA Bay was mad supportive. First of all, he did security for her for free. Y'all know in this day and age... Uh, we don't do much of anything for free uh um, and especially for someone that we're not friends with they're not family we have no blood ties or no ties whatsoever and this person is just you know in his situation he's just a, a fuck buddy I can't even call them friends but he has been more of a friend and a lover and you know a supportive confidant than anybody else in Molly's life to be very honest and all the you know the past three seasons that we've watched he's been more supportive in a little time that we've gotten to know him and I would assume that Issa has gotten to know him and that is just amazing like he's people are coming in and you know it's whack because you know when we go into parties you can hear like when it's live and it's like okay what's up but you can clearly hear that it's whack but he's still hyping it up whenever people are coming in he's hyping it up and that just goes to show how good of a person he is. And it makes me wonder, like, how many guys, ladies, in our lives have been that hype man, that supporter, that giver, not a taker, you know, in all aspects of our life and has always been there. And we just put them to the side and say, OK, this person is a friend, whether you do it knowingly or unknowingly, um, just, you know, something to think about. But let's get to Molly real quick, because I... Whew, Molly, Molly, Molly. I just when I thought that she was, you know, growing and maturing, um, you know, she showed her ass again. And I feel like Molly's character, I have had, again, two friends that are literally a Molly and Molly is pulling a Molly. Oh, that was funny. She's she pulling a Molly. But um, yeah, she well, let's talk about her and Andrew. So last season, like she did homeboy dirty, but clearly, you know, I guess all all things are good in the hood or in their village or whatever. But the the moment where he tells her, like, you know, he's dating other people, like we clearly see that it bothers her. And this is something that Molly does. She self-sabotages a lot. And that's something that I can relate to um, from my past where I was self-sabotage. I find out things, but not things like this. Like, this is the thing. I thought this was universal knowledge, um, you know, in the dating world or just in world in the world general, that when you are dating. If it hasn't been established that you both are in a committed relationship, whether it be publicly or not. Uh, you know, whether it be privately just between you two or you two and your friends and maybe family or also public privately and then publicly, whether it be on Facebook, you change your social, um, your relationship status or whatever. I thought it was universal knowledge that until those things happen, you are under the assumption that you are single, you are free to date, you know, sleep with whomever, 
and do whatever you want. So I was really like I wasn't surprised. I was just confused with how Molly like literally took it there. And granted, yes, she did catch herself. But it took Issa to have to tell her that like it took Issa to basically tell her like, look, girl, you're tripping. It's really not a big deal. Basically, you know, this is what you should expect. Um, and then, you know, she sends she sends him the text message, apologizes, all of that, tells him how she was tripping. Cool. But a lot of times I feel like we women don't do that. We we don't do that at all. We are very um, stuck in our ways. Hey, babe, I'm recording. I'm, I'm recording. But yeah, we are, or at least we can be, let me not say we, some of us, <laughs> a lot of us can be very um, unwilling to apologize or admit when we are wrong. That is what I'm looking for. We are very unwilling to admit when we're wrong. And I feel like that is Molly's biggest, um, no, that's not her biggest character flaw. Her biggest character flaw is the fact that she um bases her value on the kind of relationship she has with a man so and also um her success at work so her life basically revolves around the kind of relationship that she has with a man and you know her job prospects and I feel like whenever you are focusing on relationships as far as like a romantic relationship and your job you are in for a life of struggle a life of pain um jealousy because that is something that molly has a lot towards um isa um jealousy and just like you're not gonna be happy like you're going down a road of unhappiness you are going to go down a whole bunch of roller coasters of unhappiness and that is what molly's character um basically that's what it seems to me and that's what she reads it's like just misery and it's so funny like yes what she said to Issa was true Issa um I don't know if it's like she likes messiness I just feel like Issa doesn't um well at one point she didn't know what she wanted and she allowed for messiness not necessarily that she liked you know the messiness of her life so I don't I don't think exactly what Molly said was true however she does allow for a lot of messiness to happen. Um, what happened with Lawrence, with Daniel, all of that. Y'all know the story. If you watch Insecure, you know what I'm talking about. However, that is not Molly's place. And that is the problem with friendships today is that many times I feel like friends step out of that boundary, that friendship line, and you want to become, you know, a mother you want to become mm, what's what I'm looking for or the word I'm looking for uh you want to become basically a control freak and to me what I'm seeing for this season with Molly because I can just see I see her and just people that I've had in my past and I'm just like I see what's going to happen and what is happening Molly right now is at a place where you know she's at a new she's at a new firm um, she's clearly not comfortable where she's at or she's not happy with where she's at. And then she has this issue with Andrew. Andrew's dating other people. She doesn't have an established relationship. She's basically miserable. And because Molly is miserable, everybody else got to be miserable. And that's the type of thing that I could never deal with um, in my friendships 
and I could just talk a little bit about that. Both of them each felt like I was a threat. Um, one felt I was a threat because I got into law school. Um, and then the other felt I was a threat because I was in law school and wanting to do other things. Um, and this is, oof, this is a pattern that I have seen with um, people who, you know, they hit a bump in the road. They've always been on top. They've always been that friend who was financially secure. You know, they bought new cars and all of a sudden they hit like a point where they're, they're stagnant. And for some reason in their mind, they feel like that stagnant period in their life is permanent. And I'm not a believer that everything in life is permanent. I really don't. Or any situation, whatever it is that you're going through, it's not permanent. You know, you will get through it. There's a there's a season for everything. And I felt like those two particular friends felt like, you know, because I was winning in this season, it was somehow threatening to their season of you know, being stagnant and it should never be like that. And that is, I, I feel like the, the biggest way or the easiest way for me to be like, no, this person has to go. No matter how much I love you, no matter how much I care for you, no matter how long we've been friends. Cause mind you, I've been friends with both of these um, women for over at least one for over five years and the other for at least, at least five years. Um, so these, two um individual women they were just it was just it wasn't something that I was willing to compromise with and you can't compromise with this kind of person like you can't compromise with a molly they have to get to a point in life something has to happen um drastically I believed where they open up their eyes and they realize like look I'm really being a hater I'm really being a bad friend I really have not been supportive I am actually really jealous. This is something that they have to realize for themselves. And I feel like the only way that such a self-reflection is possible is if, you know, a drastic, if drastic measures, dang, I cannot talk today, if drastic measures are taken. So I, for me, the drastic measure measure was to, um, you know, cut, cut that friendship off. And before I did, you know, I would explain to them, what I was seeing, the pattern that was happening, you know, what was happening or what they were doing to me, the things that they were saying to me, how they hadn't been there for me, um, how they were attacking me in words which they would assume aren't attacks. It's like, you know how people say subtle things um, or underhand um, gratefulness or thank yous? Uh, I I wasn't for it. And it's like I was putting up with a lot. And after a while, it's just like, you know what? I don't actually need this person. So they're gone. And I feel like that's what's going to happen with Issa and Molly's relationship. Because, you know, when it started, Issa's saying, you know, she doesn't really F with Molly like that anymore. And I think it's going to get to a point. And you can kind of see it like when at the close to the final scene, they're throwing out trash. Molly asks her, you know, does she got it? And Issa just brushes her off. She's like, yeah, I got it. And I'm watching it like it's me and I'm like her saying I got it is me saying yeah I don't need you it's it's kind of like you're just fed up it's like it's enough and I feel like so much has happened between Issa and Molly Molly has you know just been the worst you know most trash friend to Issa for you know some years now and it's like yo 
it's just enough is enough and it's just crazy to me how molly and this is you know this is a a a character a jealousy character of hers when she's saying you know how how could Issa be friends with condola after she found out that condola and lawrence are together and it's like why is that your business sis like why is that your business i feel like again when you are stepping out of your boundary your friends i don't i'm not saying that friends can't you know kindly tell you certain things about your relationship but when or you know lack thereof but when a friend is i feel like when a friend is trying to sabotage another friendship that's a red flag that's a huge red flag because let's let's go back to season three it was molly who was encouraging you know Issa to see condola and get this you know um partnership sponsorship all of that she was telling her to go seek her for help um all of a sudden you know Issa takes her advice everything is great Issa gets this great opportunity you know she's winning Issa is winning and this time Issa is winning with the help of somebody else so I feel like Molly is again just being mad selfish being extremely jealous um and feeling threatened by condola instead of you know being that friend that is embracing your friend winning your friend doing great things your friend making a great friend because there's nothing at least from what we've seen there's nothing bad about condola um molly doesn't know condola she doesn't know anything about her nothing at all like all she knows and all she she has seen is all these great things even if she is dating lawrence like let's be clear lawrence and and Issa are no longer together and i've never been the kind of person and this is probably going to <laughs> um shock a lot of people or i don't know piss a lot of people off but i've just always been the type that look i don't believe in that friends don't date exes like i don't i don't date my friends exes and that's really mostly because as soon as like you start dating a friend of mine like you are not attractive to me like <laughs> you can be handsome but you're not attractive to the point where it's like oh i would date this person um however i don't think that women or men should simply not date someone because they dated a friend of yours and the reason why i feel like that is you don't know like that person could be your soulmate they could be your wife so you're trying to tell me that if that person is your your soulmate the person you're supposed to marry the person who god made for you but they just happen to have dated a friend of yours from the past like you're not going to be with that person like you're not doing yourself any justice again that's that's missing blessings and um and I know people talk about like degrees and levels of dating like how long was that person dating um and things like that how serious was that relationship I I strongly feel like if those two people are done they would never date each other again um especially if they have moved on to another relationship if you have moved on to another relationship and let's say you're married or you're engaged and you're tripping over um your friend dating an ex you haven't you haven't healed from that you haven't moved on it shouldn't even it shouldn't even matter it should not it should be very very much a distant thought you know and it should be irrelevant but we live in a world where people feel like you know they're entitled and i feel like it is it's it's a point of entitlement for people where you you feel like you still own your ex you don't i'm sorry you don't and for me i feel like that's that's 
a form of growth for Issa. Like, she's clearly somewhat, like, bothered by it, but it's not to the point, because, you know, she did make that comment about, you know, where are your exes at? Let me, let me roll up on your exes real quick. But I don't think it's to a point where she can't be around Lawrence or can't be around Condola. I just feel like, of course, if you, you find out like this cool ass person that you hardly even know, but is helping you with all these things, helping you, you know, establish yourself, um, is dating your ex that you, you know you were with for five years. It's going to shake your world a little bit, but I don't feel like for Issa, it's a point where it's like, oh, I can't F with Condola because from what she's seen, she's a great person. Her and Lawrence were on good terms. It's not like they're beefing or anything. Granted, yes, they had dated for years. Their relationship ended horribly. All of that, they did reconcile in a sense where they can at least, you know, talk to each other, see each other, and be cool, smile, all of that. Um, and I feel like for Molly, for her to basically just throw that at Issa's face and just be mad, like, she is a, a serious hater. It's like, bruh, you're, you're a hater. You need to fix what's wrong with you and it's really it really just boils down to the fact that molly is is miserable like and as long as molly is miserable everybody else has to be miserable especially her best friend and i feel like that is the danger of a lot of friendships especially when you are a best friend to someone um you are going to be a crutch a lot of times you are that person that they come to when they're down and yes they will unload a lot of negative energy however you have to stay level-headed you have to stay positive and when I'm saying staying positive that doesn't mean you always have to be happy positivity is just you know knowing that there's there's better there's better out there there are better days that's simply what positivity means like people be thinking oh you just need to be happy you know whoop-de-whoop um smiling cheesing you know making tiktok videos and just jolly no that's not what positivity means positivity is just means staying in a mindset knowing that there's going to be better days and how and at the same time you're still crying you know possibly all day at one point that's okay as long as you know like okay i'm gonna cry but you know in a couple days a couple weeks whatever everything's gonna be good i'm gonna be good cash gonna be good um everything's gonna be good family's gonna be great and i feel like Molly is that kind of person that is just all about herself because let's re let's you know let's rewind when Molly first or even before she gets to the party like she's already downplaying her own best friends like event she tells Andrew in the car on the way you know this is a homegrown thing and y'all know when we say things like homegrown that's again an underhand you know compliment that basically it's not even a compliment it's not even an underhand compliment i feel like underhand anything is is not it it's 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 an insult basically um for her to call it homegrown she's already putting it down she already has no faith in her friend um has no faith in her friend's event like none of that and it's so sad and then she gets to the party and instead of you know worrying about her friend you know being supportive it should all be about Issa in that event and Molly is is well familiar with how Issa, you know, used to depend on her to, you know, get sponsorships, get money from the white man, all of that. So it's not something that Molly isn't familiar with. She's very much familiar with it. However, she comes into that party and she's worried about herself. She's over here trying to tell, ask Issa 
for advice or, you know, vent to Issa about Andrew and the fact that Andrew was dating other people, although they're not in a freaking relationship. And, you know, what Issa did is exactly what I would have done, but she did it in a much nicer way. You know, she tells her, you know, you got it and basically, you know, moves on because this is her event. Nobody like that is not the proper place or time to bring certain things up. And that's back to the whole, you know, friendship, friends crossing boundaries. Like if you are a true friend, especially if you're going to call yourself a best friend, if that person gives you that title as a best friend, you need to understand dynamics and when is a proper time to bring certain things. A friend's event is not the place to sit here and talk about your love life or lack thereof. And the fact that she's over here worried about a man who's clearly like, it's not that he's not worried about her, but it's like, sis, y'all are not, you know, together, together. Y'all are not, I wouldn't even even brought him to that event, to be honest. It's like, yo, you're, you're doing a little bit too much. And then she gets upset. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure the universal, the universal knowledge is that look, y'all are not official therefore you know there's gonna be a whole bunch of other fish in the sea and the bed and all of that like get over it um so I don't know y'all let me know what y'all think and you know we can talk about types of friendships or type like all the kinds of things that people have been through I have stories for days um that really speak to a lot of what Insecure has talked about and specifically, you know, the Issa and Molly um, relationship and just all of that. And I think it's very important and I see why Insecure chose to go this route because I, I figured, you know, one day they're going to go into, you know, friendships breaking up and I everybody thought it was going to be Kelly and um, old girl. However, it makes more sense for it to be Issa and Molly because they've been friends for the longest. They've known each other longer. They're the two closest friendships. And those are the kinds of friendships that go through a lot. Like, th- th- those are the kinds of friendships that they, if they last, that means they have, you know, survived the, the test of time. Because lots of things happen in, in friendships. You know, people um, do people dirty People steal from people. People make horrible decisions that affect others financially. Um, People sleep with people's men and, you know, don't tell them or they tell them. They get into physical fights. You know, all these things happen. And I know y'all are just like, dang, girl, you've been through it. Um, Those weren't all situations that happened in my relationship, but some of them did. And we will talk about it one of these days because... Friendships, again, they are very difficult and it's a struggle, but if you can make it and they say like the rule is if you've been friends for seven years, you're always going to remain friends. That's not true. That's actually not true. Um, I have one friend that I had or let me not say I have. I had one friend that I had known. It's so funny because we had talked about it on their seventh year and then on the ninth year we stopped being friends, y'all, so... I don't believe in any of that. You know, if you make it through the seventh year, nah, nah. If you can make it through some of the most difficult, you know, hardships, and sometimes it's not even, it's not even, you know, something huge like some somebody fighting somebody or somebody sleeping with this person's man or woman. Sometimes it can be something very small and it's just a culmination of things 
you know, that have happened throughout the years. And that one little thing, maybe, you know, she took your, your meat pie and, and, or she didn't, you know, help you with this. And it's something so minute can literally just be that final straw. And it's like, look, I'm done. You throw your hands up in the air and it's like, I'm done. I can't F with this person anymore. And I have been in this situation where it's something so little, but it's literally been just, you know, a summary of all the things that have happened and then having to explain to that person, you know, this little thing. And they're just like, but that's not even a big deal. Like, I don't even know how you tripping, yada, yada, yada. But then you have to start listing all these other things. Basically what I'm saying, y'all don't be like me. Like you need to, you know, as people, we have to address things as they happen. Like if you need a break, and you can't address it address it right when it happens, at least address it within that week. Don't let it linger because you will be like me where you let, you know, things happen, they culminate, and then, you know, five years later, she takes popcorn from your hand or whatever, and that's it. You're done with the, the friendship. And it doesn't even make sense then, but it's like, it makes sense after you have to explain everything that you have to put up with. Like, don't be like that. And I feel like that's what's going on with Issa um and granted i mean molly just not you know giving a shit about her her event clearly and just not valuing her as a friend is definitely not a minor thing but the situation with i guess i know i guess basically when it comes to molly everything that she did in this episode like no none of it is minor you know telling her that basically you shouldn't be friends with Condola because, you know, Condola's with Lawrence. Like, that's trash. Basically, you know, she wants Issa to be miserable. Like, Issa cannot... And that's the thing. I feel like Molly is that friend that I... Those two friends that I had, like, they... I can't be above them in any season at all. Like, basically, <laughs> those kinds of friends, they flourish best when... And that's definitely something that, uh, you know, basically they can be in a winning season so long as they're not winning more than they are. And that's not a friend. That's not a friend. That's 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 an emotional manipulator. Like and that's exactly what Molly is like an emotional manipulator to the highest of keys. And yeah, those type those are people that I just can't deal with and those are not just in friendships like we have emotional manipulators in you know our romantic relationships and our families um that amongst siblings you know people who are very skilled at you know tapping into the emotions of people you know to get what they want you know to get some kind of advantage to, cons to consistently be in control of that person those are the most dangerous types of people. And sometimes you'll think like, oh, this person is not a manipulator, but you've literally done every single thing that that person have, has asked you to do or wanted you to do in some way or another. And those are normally things that you wouldn't do. Or those are normally things that you wouldn't excuse from anybody else in your life but that person. To the point that I am now, I had to do a lot of self-reflecting. Why is it that I am allowing this particular person to get away with all of these things, you know, or just some of these things that I would never allow, you know, anybody else in my life that is, you know, just as important um, to me. And that just, it takes some time. Like I had to sit down, I had to write, you know, I had a pro, a con list. I've done this for, you know, a couple of people in my life. And it's just like, 
it's it's a lot of you know emotional work but it's work that has to be done because it'll benefit you and it's not even just about you know ending this friendship or trying to save this friendship it's really trying to save yourself and you know your peace of mind like you have to figure out those those things those triggers um that allow you to basically be taken advantage of and some people are gonna say look can't nobody take advantage of me but i promise you there is somebody (laughs) in your life that you are allowing to take advantage of you in some way and that just has it just has to do with a lot of self self self-reflection it's something about you or something um that you felt that you were lacking somewhere you know along in life that you are getting from that person and because you are only getting it from that person you're allowing that person you know to get away with basically murder and it's like y'all we, we're gonna have to stop it so that's all for today um definitely hit the email up with all your questions your reactions to insecure i would really love to know um and that is at the official at gmail.com and i keep saying this wrong <laughs> every episode since you know the name change but the new instagram and twitter is milfs podcast it is at milfs podcast you know interact um you can also send your questions there and all of that peace and love i will talk to y'all you know when i talk to y'all peace